Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and welcome to this evening's episode of Conversational Elevation with the Vibrarian. My name is Joelle and I am your host and I'm here every week on the Vibrary Collective Network. We are broadcasting through the Blog Talk Radio platform and it is always a pleasure to connect with you over the airwaves and in real life as well. You can find me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram under at the vibrarian. Now that is T-H-E-V-I-B-E-R-A-R-I-A-N. And the E in that stands for energy. My goal is to elevate, enlighten, and empower. And I'm starting that process with myself and invite you to join along with me in whatever way and to the degree that you see fit. Now, if you see something positive out there that you would like to pass on or amplify, please just tag Good Vibe Tribe or Get Listed, and I will recirculate that energy and keep paying it forward because we can all use something uplifting at any time of the day or night, and I am always delighted to be able to contribute to that amplification. Now, the phone line for this show is 646-787-8436, and you can call in and listen to the show, and if you have something that you would like to say to add to the conversation, definitely just uh, press the pound one key, and that lets me know that you have something to say, and I'll bring on the air as soon as possible. And so this evening, uh, we are going to be talking about influence and the whole idea of being an influencer. Um, as we know, this is a new world economy where we are connected with people in ways like never before. And so the idea of Becoming an influencer is a way to earn your living and a way to uh, become known and seen and everything is uh, what we are experiencing as an economic way. So I'm getting a little feedback here that I am sounding a bit like I'm in a can. So, you know, we're still working out all of the technology issues uh, as we continue each week. And as you know, it is Mercury retrograde. So things that are technology-based can also be a little bit challenging for us to deal with. So we're going to see if we can balance this out a little bit. If the folks in the chat room can let me know if we've still got that echo sound. Uh, let's see here. Testing. How's the sound now? Thank you for everybody who's in the chat. If you are on the blog talk page, you can join the chat by um, seeing at the bottom of the broadcast page. You can, uh, you know, put your comments and things there, and I will see them and bring them into our conversation as well. All right. So, Influence. Now, one of the things that brought this idea on for me about being an influencer is that I um, watched a documentary this week that was on HBO Max, 
and it is called Fake Famous. And it was really an eye-opening experience to see. And, um, you know, as a person who participates in the idea that spreading energy around is a positive thing, the idea of being an influencer is really actually something that is positive on a level. Um, but I guess it has its challenges and a dark side, and, and it can become problematic. As this documentary explored, the whole premise is that the idea of what do people want to be when they grow up. And at one point in time when we were asked about that, many of us said professions and careers, like I want to be a doctor, I want to be an athlete, you know, I want to be a, a, a singer or um, a nurse or a librarian, like in my case, right? We think of these ideas of things that we do to earn income and what we want to become one day. But now, as the documentary talked about, there's this whole idea that, um, you know, we want to become a famous in terms of being a social media icon or a social media personality. So um, this goal of getting followers and getting likes and getting seen by others um, is the, seen as the be-all, end-all, and that there's no other goal or further aspiration for a certain segment of a society, certainly not for everybody, but, you know, the goal of being this, this influencer and having followers and having fans and likes and things of that matter is, um, it's, it's just very interesting. So a few years ago, um, there was a nephew that was, like, living with me uh, for a period of time uh, with myself and my partner at that time, uh, and we were trying to get him in school and get him stabilized and to kind of help him shift his life. And at that point in time, I guess it was probably uh, 10, 9, 10 years ago, and he was heavily into Twitter. And so at one point from the time in the space of maybe three months or four months, he had done 17,000 tweets. That number was mind-boggling to me. First of all, because I could see his Twitter feed, and he wasn't talking about anything at all. He was just retweeting things or saying one clever word or a rap lyric or something like that, but he would be fixated on his phone waiting to see if somebody liked or retweeted him, and he took 17,000 repetitive actions in order to generate the feeling that he got from when somebody interacted with him and liked what he did. Now, mind you, there was never any other conversation with these folks. They were just as brief as he was, except they would say, what's up, or hey, or cool, or something like that. But even that little bit of energy that he would get from that was so enticing to him that he, in 90 days, did 17,000 of those things in order to 
get that juice, I guess you would call it, right? There's a, a factor of a chemical release or endorphin that uh, the people who created these social networking systems and ways of doing and commenting, that whole transaction of feel-good reward and validation is something that the engineers understood better than we as users did as these systems were beginning to be developed. So here he is on that juice looking for the ever-elusive validation that he was getting by someone having seen him say absolutely nothing. So it was very interesting because he was not alone. Of course, he was out there in this whole series, a group of people that were doing the same thing that he was doing. And he would get put in like a a jail, I guess they call it, when these systems put you in timeout and say that you are behaving in a way that does not appear, does not meet the terms of service. And he would be really depressed to be in lockdown from this activity, and it was like he would be waiting for that time to come off so that he could get back into getting this dynamic of tweet, response, tweet, response. Now, this is in the era before Instagram and way before the era of TikTok, and we have seen these systems evolve in ways that continue to draw people in. And, uh, you know, in this particular documentary, they were talking about the sheer amount of money that is paid by brands in order to have, quote, unquote, influencers market or speak about or wear or elsewise incorporate their particular um, product to get it in front of people. It was insane the amount of money that uh, you could see being paid. I think one person said they paid $80,000 for uh, two tweets and an Instagram. (laughs) Like it was something that was so small that you would think the value of many people's two-income family household income for one activity of a, on a social network is, is, is really, really mind-boggling. Now, in terms of equalizing access to money that is out there, these social economies of becoming an influence many people into an opportunity of generating income that never, ever, ever would have existed for them to earn in the old way of doing things. Unless you had celebrity status and were already a person of note, you know, I'm thinking about uh, Matthew McConaughey driving his uh, car, you know, and uh, Samuel Jackson talking about which vehicle color are you going to pick. You know, they use their star power in order to get behind brands. But these days, anybody can leverage a certain star power in order to get um, an endorsement that changes their life and begins to earn them significant income, changing their life for the better almost instantly in terms of economics. 
it's very interesting to me because as the vibrarian, one of the things that I have been doing is sharing the experiences that I have in terms of places where I go, services that I use, things that I recommend to others because they were positive for me. That is part of the whole premise of spreading good vibes in my whole business plan is to pass along these, uh, you know, my, through my experience than the positivity. So in many ways, I am no different from any of the influencers who you would see are selling cosmetics or products and, and things like that. I am not influential enough <laughs> that I receive invitations to go to resorts or to go on vacation, or to test products. And I'm, I'm actually okay with that because that was not my intention in spreading the knowledge of my experience to others. My intention was to say, this really made my life better, or in some cases, if it didn't make my life better, than to share that honestly. But really the goal is to uh, showcase and put forward high vibe people, products, places, and things for other people to experience as well. It's kind of like in the library, when the librarian recommends a good book, the librarian is not paid to recommend that book. She is just using her knowledge and experience in order to say, this is a good read, right? I think you would like it, understanding who you are and what your goal is. Let me recommend this for you. But behind that recommendation, of course, there was a whole marketing machine that the librarian never sees that the publishers engage in in terms of getting that best-selling book together and getting it out there and getting it to the libraries, right? So there's, there's a whole lot of politics and positioning that happens before the point when an everyday person gets to utilize something and then tell somebody else about it. And in a lot of ways, this social media economy of influence is doing that in a grand scale. You know, uh, people are trying yoga, and then they become a spokesperson for that yoga uh, and become a practitioner of the yoga. And through people following their journey intently and watching, then this behind-the-scenes kind of journey ends up in a place where then they receive a economic value and reward for that cosine that thumbs up that positive feedback. So it has me thinking about where is the point of compromise in terms of when something is positive versus when something is problematic. Right? So if we are under the influence of uh, all these people who are out here daily posting and daily talking about your life, I personally follow some people who I am very much grown by what I read from them. 
when I look at the, the tidbits that they put out or when they share their journey, like when I see a friend who has, um, who has embarked on a health journey of transformation. Um, I had a friend who did like a year personal health sabbatical that she shared and blogged about, and that influenced me to undertake the same kind of experience for myself not even a year later. So that is an example of a positive influence. Now, when she shared that post, she was not trying to earn money by sharing it. She was simply just blogging about it freely, spending her own time and energy. And the only way that she knew if she actually had influenced somebody is if they told her uh, in response to one of the blog posts, hey, this was really insightful, or hey, this was very valuable. And I certainly called and let her know that I had been moved and shifted into approaching my life in a different way just by her having approached her life in a different way at that point as well. So, I mean, that's a cool experience of influence and going viral, if you will. (laughs) It might have only been five or six people who she transformed, but that was passed along as easily as the common cold, right? That's a positive thing. Now, the earned reward for her then is the feeling of knowing that not only did she live her own life and did it transform her, she got to hear testimony and visibly then see what her change sparked in another person. That is the most beautiful type of influence or being influential that I think a person can experience. And so it's very interesting because many of us don't set out to be influential. We just go about living our lives in an honest and transparent way, right? I think that like, Tabitha Brown is an example of someone who was just talking about her journey in eating vegan and the recipes that she developed and her way of talking uh, to her users or her, her followers, if you will, was just very personable and it touched people in a way that made them feel like they were bringing her, her as a friend, into their kitchen and into their reality. And that energy that she possessed and the the way that she had of being Tabitha translated into popularity beyond her planning to where she became on TV. And then she, she was able to become a personality developed into a brand that is unique and continues to spread its reach in viral content and in positive ways of being authentic, of eating and treating your body in a certain way and feeding it well. I myself have been highly entertained and inspired by recipes that I have seen her preparing and cooking, right? And from her little, uh, you know, because that's your business, because that's my business, you know, <laughs> like so like that. Uh, these things have become 
common things within a circle of people that I'm connected to because of her influence on us. Again, positive passing along of energy. When we have the dark side of this transaction, um, you know, this this, uh, documentary talked about the fact that there are so many fake profiles and there is an absolute Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon.